Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Welcome. We're so glad you chose to be with us today. I am so excited because we get to talk about MarTech and MarTech is something that I get hyper excited about because you you need it to drive your companies and to expand your business and to really know your data. We always talk about data-driven decisions while our guest today, she is going to lean right into that for us and, and tell us how we can fine-tune some of the ways we look at our business. We're heading over to Europe. She's going to give us a little bit about her background. So I would like to welcome to the program, Paulina, who is the founder and CEO of CUX.io. Paulina, welcome to the program. Welcome, Alison. I'm glad I can be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, give everybody the formal details, who you are and what your company does. Sure. So my name is Paulina Walkowiak and I come from Poland, uh, but currently living in uh, in Lisbon. Uh, I founded CUX in, back in 2019 and it's um application, SaaS application that helps companies to um, eliminate the problems in e-commerce. So anytime uh, people are getting stuck or getting frustrated on your website, we are trying to spot these problems and help you eliminate them. What I always appreciate about people's stories is that you were working for somebody else. You were a market researcher, you were in customer experience, you know, working for other companies. What was the motivation to say, I, I've got an idea that I can carry out better and I'm going to go do it on my own? It's actually funny because I decided to be a mom. <laughs> That's why I decided to work for my own. But uh, to be completely honest with you, when I started my career, I was, I was pretty young. I was in my 20s, in the beginning of my 20s, and I always aimed for more. I wanted more, quicker, faster to go to this um, management level, I would say. But I was too young. So uh, my barrier was not I was a woman, but I was too young. So I was getting really frustrated about being too young. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of pressure in Poland in your 20s. Like there is a lot of pressure in your, tw- in your 20s. I just got married and everybody was asking me about children, about buying apartment, taking a loan and everything. And uh, it was just too much. I was working like 16 hours per day. Uh, I was really into this customer experience thing, but I had no time to like living my life. So at some point we decided to move to Berlin with my husband and to just have some fun. So yeah, the fun was like for a year or something and then I get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paulina, I appreciate you. You are very proud. So everybody, if you go to Paulina's LinkedIn page, you'll you'll see exactly what she's talking about, her her love for data-driven transformation and right next to it is mompreneur. So yeah. I, you know, you're very authentic in who you are and how you present yourself to the world. Yeah. Yeah, like being a mompreneur, it's, it means that you have to be authentic because I cannot like try to be someone else because my children are like constantly watching me. So if I will be like somebody else at work when they also with me and somebody else in home, they will be just like, who is my mom? 
So yeah, it's like something I, I decided I choose to be like, I, as I told you, I, we decided to start the company when I was like seven months pregnant or something. We started when our son was three months old. Yeah, yeah, three months old. So uh, yeah, so it's something that it's in my DNA. Like I just decided that that's, that was my choice to just work for my own and be um, flexible and mobile and can travel around the world. So well, and so you, so we're having the joy of speaking to you. You said you started in, in, in 2016. You've been gradually growing the company since, since that point. You've got about a network of about 10 individuals who uh, work with you. And what, um, what would you say was some of the most difficult choices? Because I, I admire the decision you made at seven months pregnant <laughs> to, to be like, yeah, I'm not going back to that, that 16 hour day grind. And, and I can, I can do this. Um, but that's a lot to juggle being a first time mm-hmm. mom and, and saying, I am going to build this MarTech company. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what I'm going for. Like, to be honest, it was like, just let's do this quickly before we realize that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> that was our philosophy back then. <laughs> like, we always wanted to do something together because I'm working with my partner, with my husband, and he's the CTO of the company. So uh, so we decided that, yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the chance. Like we have our paternity leaves. Um, ahead so we can use it to just start the company and we will see how it is so back in 2016 we started with the product we started to uh, I would not say that it was the business like you know the company established company but it was more like uh, going into the product using this time to just develop something to see how we feel as uh, as a people who will run a startup so the company was established three years later when our second baby was born <laughs> to be to be completely honest with you so um the most uh, your question was about what was the most difficult thing so um yeah I was scared as hell like wh- wh- how it will be if it will be not better for my children if I will just have the stable work and uh, salary coming to my <laughs> account every month but on the other hand I had my breakfast with my fam- uh, breakfast with my family every day I had the time to go to the doctor to see the first steps of my baby uh to uh, yeah, the possibility to go to I don't know to the sea if we were, we are in a mood like like this of if he will if he will be teething I just had the time for him so at the end it was worth it well I want to talk about your your company what it does but before we do that let's just brag on you for a second Paulina um because I don't want our listeners to get any impression that you know that this is a small undertaking that you have have done as as we're kind of laughing and taking it lightheartedly um you're the author of the product analytics workshop data driven design you're a TEDx speaker an academic lecturer you've been featured in strong women in IT um multiple times you've won the 50 most creative people in business award uh so you are serious about business. This isn't just about having <laughs> breakfast with your with your your kids. I I know this. This is about mm-hmm. um, you know building products that mm-hmm. make a difference for businesses. So tell our listeners um, what type of what is your ideal customer niche, or who are the types of companies that come to you and use your products. So um, 
Yeah, that's th thank you for mentioning it. And uh, to uh, just to add it for, uh, since October, I will be also with the MBA student. So I'm really serious <laughs> about business. Um, and if it comes to our customers, um, actually, since few months, we are working mostly with the upmarket companies. So it's like enterprise e-commerce related companies. It's uh, mid-sized e-commerces. And that's the type of the customers we are aiming for. And we have the, um, I, I think that we know the key to get them, to help them, uh, to provide the solution that their companies will need and uh, use uh, in a most efficient uh, possible way. So, so yeah, so we work with the companies like the Foreign Discovery Group, like Credit Agricole Group, like Shipstead Group, and more and more of enterprise companies. So um, we like being honest in my life. It's all, it also means that I'm trying to be as uh, authentic and honest in a, in a business. And I guess that somehow the enterprise companies just appreciate it, and uh, they are going to to make a business with us. So I'm, I'm really trying not to forget that um, in the first place, we all are humans. So that's my, that's my secret for, for, for working. Like I'm uh, extremely prof professional about what I'm doing. I'm training a lot of people about how to read the data about users, how to go um, and dive deeper into the um, user behaviors, behavioral patterns and everything. But at the, some point, like on, on the other hand, yeah, on the other hand, uh, I'm also really... Um, I, I'm just a human who tries to listen, who tries to understand the, the needs of the people on the other side of the screen let's, or table. Let's talk about some of the products. So if we go to the, the website, which again is, is cux.io, um, your, your goal is to help with um, marketing analytics, data, data research, and what is it how does your customer behave? So for example, one of the products that you offer is visit recordings. Mm -hmm. So give us an explanation of what a visit recording is in case our listeners aren't familiar. Okay. So um, basically what we trying to show to our customers is that the metrics means nothing. Like, like data, it's worth nothing because we cannot use the data to just grow our business okay we can use our data to grow our business but it's not like data per se that's growing our business that yeah so uh, we can use the data and we are trying to just um, show the simplest way to find the solution that blocks our customers so the video recordings are there for finding what exactly happened in this particular um, user's um, case where they stacked, where they were, by what they were blocked, where they get frustrated, for example. You can see it easily in their behaviors. And it helps you to um, empathize with your customer, to help you understand, okay, so he just got lost on my website. Okay, so he had some difficulties to, I don't know, fill out the form or to click on a button or click on the element that was not clickable. So you are able to see it. And it's something different to see the metric that's saying, okay, my conversion is too low and seeing that, okay, our customers stuck in here. Like I can remember uh, first time when we showed to our our developers what our customers are doing in CUX in the application <laughs> and they were like okay so our tasks were about 
this thing. Okay, so they have a problem. They don't know what it, what does it do. Let's do it in the other way. So even our developers are uh, much more motivated and engaged if they see it. So let's imagine the business people who just can make better decisions because they really know what people do in the um, real environment because digital environment it's digital so if you are trying to do the ux research for example it's something a bit uh how to say not authentic like they are outside the real environment of using the apps or products well and i i think this is what i appreciate about like your your website you know you are talking about conversions and but you also do use the word frustrations that mm-hmm. um you know metrics are are controlling your users experience and frustrations and and i like the way that it's positioned because it is you know the best sales is caring about the your customer's outcome and what your customer's trying to achieve it's not about um trying to get your money to your bottom line and and so this is what i i like about some of what you're presenting for the business uh talk about heat maps some of our listeners might might be familiar with heat maps and how they can help you uh change the way that your online experience looks yeah, so usually people use heat maps because they look really pretty in the reports for the <laughs> sea level people <laughs> But here are board I, members look at look at how great we are we know this <laughs> yeah trust me i i heard the re- special request that yeah p- please put some heat maps into our report because we want to show them to our managers and it was like seriously like i truly believe that there is more power in the heat map than only being a, a really beautiful picture um so if it comes to the heat maps you can see aggregated all the behaviors of the users on the particular um URL on the particular web page so then you are able to see if people are really um, engaged by the elements you want them to be engaged <laughs> or if they are clicking on the button of or or what's their journey so for example, if you are, uh, if you have some customers on the contact category and you can see that they are not using your phone number on, or email or something, but they are looking for something else for more contact details, you can have this uh, feeling that, yeah, maybe it's something with our architecture of our website and we should change something, something, clarify something, get them, uh, best path to what they are looking for. So uh, there's a lot of insights we can get from the heat maps, also marketing insights. We had this case that um, one of our clients uh, saw that the campaign, their design was too... To general, it was not much personalized for their customers. So people were coming to the website. It was jewelry shop and they were not focusing on the products by themselves, but on the filters. So they were focusing so hard on the filters that they forget that there are some products you know <laughs> like filtering by, by um, price and size and type of the material and everything and then nobody focused on the product so we showed them how to use this knowledge about the filters they use to um, design better uh, better campaign like showing them okay here are the presents for like I don't know uh, 100 euros just send it to your customers and they will focus on the products for 100 euros they will not focus on the filtering. So that's the subtle difference, but really important if it's in a case of marketing, I guess. Well, 
you've 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 built this business on uh, and you have these different products um Paulina you are not a a coder or a programmer so how did you go about finding your your first technology partners to build this vision that you had I got married you got married there you go you married into your business <laughs> yeah it's not so easy to find a qualified people to be like CTO or uh, or developers but I had this um this luck in my life that my husband is a CTO so like our idea for this for this solution was the combination of our experiences like uh, my husband was really uh, interested of who the users of the of his applications are and how to get to know them better and i knew how to get this knowledge but in an offline world so we just decided to just mix it and yeah i i have no better uh, answer to this question like I that's fine it it, wor- <laughs> it works you are not you are not the only business owner that um i've interviewed that that was the answer and and i think um <sighs> you know hey it 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 works where is CUX going next? Do you have a, a vision for um, the, the, the changes or the needs in the user experience marketplace that you would like to focus your attention next? Yeah, so if it comes to the product, we definitely go into the predictive analytics path. So we already use some machine learning algorithms to find the behavioral patterns to show our customers that, yeah, there are some patterns about the frustration. And we also um, just about to launch uh, a new feature about um, detecting anomalies in your projects. So another really uh, important um, tool for real-time data analysis. And I guess that um, the future for the products um, such as ours is to go to the predictive analytics, to use the algorithms, to um, shorten this way of understanding what's behind the user behaviors. So our time comes at quick, but I have a a question for you, which is probably my final um, official question (laughs) is, you know, you started this 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 company. You've been growing it um, at a at a, a steady pace. Um, uh, my notes say that you're currently have your product operating in 102 countries. Yeah. What was the story about your personal growth journey? Was it organic? Was it in, intentional to start off as a with a goal to be a global business? Um, so the idea, idea behind was always to be a global business. Like we started it in Berlin, uh, living, uh, while living in Berlin. So it was in our DNA. Like we don't want to just be on a Polish market uh, as a Polish company, because with the Polish market, the thing is that it's uh, big enough for startups to just stay there and go too late to the global market. So we didn't want to, to make this mistake. So yes, for so the global expansion was always our, our idea, but it wasn't so easy. Like we started with Polish uh, company to work with Polish companies, so it was quite comfortable for us for some for some time. Uh, but right now we can definitely say that we are um, getting more visibility on a global markets. We uh, I just went uh, came back from Slovenia for from Podium conference when we were recognized um, one of the ten best startups in the CE region. Uh, in two weeks I'm going to the ICOM uh, conference. Friends, we are there. One of the five best startups for smart data. Then it's uh, Madrid 
calling me because we are one of the hundred best startups. So it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. I'm going to go back to the the quote that you said. Let's do this quickly before it doesn't make sense. It paid off for you. Yeah, yeah that's my that's that's my motto. And for me personal, uh, it wasn't quite easy because I. I never wanted to be a entrepreneur to be like to 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 be honest but um going like on the next levels and evolving as an entrepreneur I just started to really like it and it's getting more intentional right now I had a few mentors I'm trying to constantly grow and right now starting the MBA study and everything it's starting to be really intentional so I have really big ambitions yeah Paulina, it is so wonderful to get to know you and to understand more behind who you are and and how your business grew. We look forward to great things for you in the future. If people want to know more, if they want to connect with you, how should they do it? Where should they go? I guess the best possible way is LinkedIn. Um, I'm mostly mostly there, so it's my LinkedIn profile. It's Paulina Valkovic, and you will, you will find me easily. Uh, some of the um, sh- shots from my personal life are on my Instagram, so it's P L N W L K W K. Mm, and I'm on Instagram and that that's it I guess. I'm I'm not much into the social media. I'm trying. I know what I, I have to, but yeah, I'm not so good at it. Sorry. You know, it it's it really depends on what on what you're trying to build and I'm mm. I go in phases and uh but you know if LinkedIn's the the home where your business life is you don't need to do you don't need to do much more and yep. and I think that's you know the beauty the beauty I love about the access to social media is it can make us so interconnected. Um, it gives me the pleasure of connecting with people like you that I would have not otherwise had um, we don't, you know, if we hadn't lived in a world where we're so open to exploring these new relationships and opportunities. And I think that is what is so exciting and, and why I love the guests we have on Disruptive CEO Nation. We get to, to learn and open our minds just from, from conversations with people like you. So, so thank you so much for that. Um, we will put all your details in this, in this write up and we want to invite our listeners. If Paulina said something that you're curious about or that you want to learn more about in terms of CUX.io or just to know her as a pretty impressive mompreneur, um, do share a copy of this episode and reach out to her. Paulina, thank you for being a guest to our listeners. Keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.